This is like old school. This is like 1999, Usher. Yeah, it was 2001, yeah. Yeah, see, look at that. See, I know my, I know my hip hop. This is this is the super old school. 97. <laughs> this is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 86 of The Real Word. Word is up. The word is up. This is, by the way, if you're looking for me to rip into something or somebody, this is the wrong episode. This is going to be the softest, softest real word of all time. We started going through and I'm like, wow, we're soft today. Yeah. Wow. Nicole picked all three of the topics. Oh. Hmm. Uh, just want to make that clear. Clearly. Who's who's the softy over here? Hmm. Um, and so we've got two rackets and then one marketeer of the week. Right. Yeah, it's interesting though because it's not really oh, like an a individual. specific person. Mm. It's a marketeer theory. The yes. Yeah. It's not really a theory. People are doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a theory to me. Okay. We'll get into that at the end. Let's start with racket number one. The show Fixer Upper Chip and Joanna. That's how I go. I never. I didn't really follow the name of the show. So Chip and Joanna houses can be tough to sell in Waco. Real estate agents say. Argue. Argue. Well, they say they're saying it. They're saying it. Yep. These agents out here in Waco are hating on Chip and Joanna. So some of these homes. Well, that or maybe it's just the listing agent is trying to cover her tracks for why she something. can't sell the house. So some of these are getting marked up as high as 75 percent of market value, 25 percent to 75 percent. Based off of the fact that they were on the show Fixer Upper, which yes. used to be on what HGTV? It, yes, mm -hmm. used to be on HGTV. Well, you can watch reruns on HGTV, and you yeah. can still see the reruns mm -hmm. there. They're now moving over to their own network. They are, so, mm -hmm. interestingly enough. Yep, they'll have their own network soon enough. And uh, but anyway. it'll still be with HGTV. I think it's through Discovery, which I think HGTV and Discovery are part of the same network. What like, we're what we're talking about is that these agents and owners are learning the hard way. So what happens? Here's an example. Season two, the Asian Ranch House. Mm -hmm. It was fe featured on season two of the hit HGTV show. And uh, they put out a price tag of six seventy nine, And the agent is saying that that is likely the burden to the sale. The average price for homes that sold in Waco were around $215,000. So they're saying, listen, Yikes. they do great work. They're super popular. The finishes that they're putting into these homes, but agents are saying Waco can't support this high-end luxury market. And certainly to some degree they can because people are investing in these homes and they're right. paying more than the right. two fifteen. Well, but they don't have a bulk of luxury buyers, it sounds like. Have you, have you actually watched the show? I have not. Okay. So, because these buyers, though, are buying the homes I in my, at market value, in my mind. And then they're fixing them up. So they're, so they're because when they bring Chip in and Joanna in, their budget is 200 So Chip and Joanna are finding a house for 100 yeah. and then are investing. So they're really. So to your, to your point, the house, the shotgun house, which was featured on season three, mm -hmm. they purchased the, ho purchased the house mm -hmm. for $28,000. Yes. 
and then it's on the market for 950. Yes. That's bonkers. So that's what I'm saying. It's not because in my mind, the finishes aren't high end. It's not a luxury property. They're making it a luxury property by listing it at 679 or 950 I when you mean, bought it for 28,000. Right. So but it, was, it looked like a new construction. So they're not investing that much deal. money into the homes. They're just thinking that the popularity is allowing it to be worth that much more. I mean, we're talking about just like subway tiles in these in these in the yeah. kitchen backsplash. I mean, we're we're I really think, talking about I think it's much easier for fans to walk into Home Goods and buy one of Joanna's products from Home Goods or from and wherever. Not Home Goods, they would be going to Target. Or but Target. But th but that's the point now is that they've now become so accessible that anybody can now throw up shiplap and buy Joanna's basket that she used. Buy her she's basket. Selling them. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense at scale for people even to probably overpay 25 to 75 percent for a basket makes a lot of sense to me yes. because Joanna's name yes. is on it. Yes. Or a paint color pays 25 to 75 percent more. Right for yeah. her for her like favorite three paint colors yes. pay more for that yes. that makes a lot of sense to yes. me but when or like you mentioned before the show they've got Airbnbs that they own well that but also the homeowners so or like that Asian ranch she sh they should just be Airbnb exactly that. that's a great call the yes. Asian ranch you want to get a return on your investment Airbnb it market it as Chip and Joanna's Asian ranch home from season two. You're going to get a 25, 75, maybe even a 100% markup. And I believe people would just say, let's go vacation in Waco because we want to stay in their home. Well, people are already va vacationing in Waco to go visit the Magnolia. Visit the Magnolia. So you can stay at so their stay Airbnb. At yes. That to me makes That's a lot of shtick. sense to, to make money. But when someone is actually going to buy the home mm -hmm. and pay a mortgage payment for the next 30 years, they're going to be looking for yeah. what can I actually sell the house for? What's my exit plan? What are the other comps? Hopefully they are working with a good agent Ooh, locally. You know what, I know though, Chip and Joanna have their own real estate company. Maybe they're working with one of their agents. I don't, no, 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 it's, they're not. But I, you know what they what you should do if you're like an investor? That would be – not that you would want to spend $659,000 on it, but I'm pretty certain you could probably run some numbers and figure out a good price to actually buy the Asian ranch house right yeah, now. What's the, and then Airbnb it out. You could probably make a decent amount of money. If I'm – I would run some numbers. If I'm one of these listing agents that is taking the overpriced fixer mm -hmm. upper house and the sellers are adamant about mm -hmm. overpricing it okay listen that means we're only going to target investors to you your have point. to and like not local investors like airbnb inve investors like, like people that yes and yes. we're going to market this as an investment opportunity here's your return yes if you have it rented out or, mm -hmm. or airbnb'd mm -hmm. out for 279 yeah. five nights right. of a year and right. this is what you're going to make then you can drive a higher sale. right because i think at that point too even if the investor can make back his money in the first five years because i figure you have like what i mean we were talking about there's probably just there's there's going to be a run here right maybe a five-year run i mean if they if they work their their magic maybe you have a 10-year run right off a chip because yes. yes. i argued before the show and i would make this argument to any investor thinking about this yeah, you're going to have shelf life on Chip and Joanna. This isn't Coca-Cola. They're not McDonald's. They're, they don't have so much brand equity that in 15 well, years, Nicole believes they do. Well, I don't. I, I'm not saying that I do. I, I think that they're taking all of the right steps in order to have that. Yeah, they yes. could. I don't think they have brand equity that if they don't stop producing content, which sounds like they're going to keep doing shows, which means their brand should continue to yeah. grow. Well, they're opening coffee shops. They're opening Their bakeries. brand to me grows 
if they continue to pour in on their content production year after year after mm-hmm. year, that'll keep them relevant. Yes. Um, and they need to stay married. They would have to stay married. Yes. Just a little marriage advice. Uh, yes. If you're listening, Chip or Joanna, <laughs> no, stay sure married out there. There's just so many rumors always. Oh, boy. But, Rumorville. But anyway, I do think that if an investor goes in, they Heard hit it, here it first. hard. Are we for breaking the, fir- the rumors? No, we're not. We, okay. Yeah, well, I mean. We're breaking them? What does that mean, breaking them? Has anyone else reported on these rumors? No. Yeah, it's been all over. I didn't know if we had inside then, info. Well, then they, and then they had a baby. Because then we could have really put it in the headline. Oh, gosh. Mess. No, stop uh, it. Chip and Joanna getting divorced. Put that no, in the headline we're not putting show. that in the headlines. Never. <laughs> I would never spread any horrible rumors like that. But, again, I do think an investor could probably scoop it up. I mean, if you really think about it too, you're going to get attention. They had 18,000 views on this particular list. You listing. could even turn it into like a bed and breakfast Airbnb because then yeah. you could rent out each room. You know, you have a living room so people can then actually like you could even do it like that too. I would do a bed and breakfast. And so I don't think they're tough that to would I, be fun. I think what agents are saying is a complete racket. These homes are not they're tough to sell. They're making excuses. Well, there was 18,000 views on the listing. These are not tough homes to sell. Price them accordingly. 75% makes it tough to sell. Well, 75% she, that's markup. The, but that's the point of the article. She's saying that it's the price that's making yeah. it difficult to sell. So, yes. There you go. All right, racket number 2. Oh, boy, what happened there? Racket number two, Beverly Hills real estate agent accused of burglarizing celebrity homes, including Usher and Adam Lambert. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Adam Lambert is? Um, I do, yeah. Maroon 5. Maroon 5. Did you you know that? I did not. (laughs) Is that Adam Lambert? Right? Oh, it's not. That's Adam Levine. That's him right there. There's Adam Lambert. That's him right there. He's part of... um, He won American Idol. No. Is that it? Are we now we're doing rumors. Oh, now okay. we're starting rumors. All right, well let's find out now here. Now we're breaking rumors. I, I mean here's here's I'll the Google him. Here's the punchline for me. I don't care who Adam Lambert is. Usher, obviously, everybody knows who Usher is, yes. especially if you grew up in the nineties. Um, and so these are two musicians that were targeted in in um, I guess recently here, August. Okay, so these guys were arrested oh, in August. It was yeah. leading up for years. Just Dece- from December there 2016 to August 2018. 16 to 2018, these mm-hmm. guys, uh, Jason, Emil, Yaseli, and oh, you're Benjamin. Adam, yeah, he was actually. He Ackerman. was a runner-up. Runner-up on American Idol. Ooh, runner-up. Yeah. That's why I don't know him. I only know the winners. Wow. So these two guys uh these two <laughs> agents <laughs> rendezvous have been charged with several <laughs> crimes uh and taking more than five hundred thousand through fraud mm-hmm. and embezzlement tom ferry says the line over and over and over and over again and this is a line that that agents should be uh, articulating to their community who you work with absolutely matters right if you're a consumer buyer or seller and you're going to hire a real estate agent, you should be really vetting that person out. I would guess that Jason and this other guy, Benjamin, Mm -hmm. didn't have many Zillow reviews, didn't have many past clients that could uh, really and here's the problem though. Here's the problem. If they're getting Usher's house. No, no, they weren't getting Usher. They were setting up showings on Usher's house. And so here's the problem, right? I thought it was during open house. I thought this was all happening during open houses. I thought they were having, look, right there, during open houses, weren't they? During open houses, sure. So so they're going to an open house because they're an agent oh, and they're, they're getting free access. open houses. Or hosting it for somebody, right? Are they, were they hosting the open they house? We need cases, to clarify that. 
The men identify the targets or committed the burglary during open houses. During open houses. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought they were the listing agents. But starting from the most basic principle, you need to really vet out who you're hiring. Understand who you're hiring. Now, this gets into layer number two. This is why people do still hire agents and don't just let anybody go into their house like open door or whatever is because a lot of people ask that their listing agent is there mm -hmm. because they don't know who the buyer agent is coming mm -hmm. to their house right. with these potential buyers, right? right? Like if they were just setting up showing assist right. viewings with right. their buyer right. and the listing agent was just approving it because Ben is a licensed guy and yeah. he comes through the house, right? right? Mm -hmm. And there's not cameras set up. Well, it's like, well, gee, Ben showed it on Tuesday Oh, well, was anybody there from your firm? No, nobody was there. We let Ben and his buyers mm -hmm. come through. Wait a minute. Are you saying that listing agents should be at showings? I, what I'm saying I'm is that I'm, listing agents. Camera now. <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> listing agents um, that aren't having the conversation up front with sellers, mm -hmm. right? They should be addressing how they're doing their showing. So, hey, you're going to be on a lockbox. I'm going to let people into your house. Mm -hmm. Uh, without me right now is there a camera here we always ask is there a recording device on the property um, you know and that seller should really understand like who are you letting in right. are you just letting in licensed people or people you know and work with yeah it's a hard one because I mean again both of these individuals were licensed so you mm -hmm. uh, you are I mean they've obviously been in the business a little while because they've been stealing for three years so we know that they were at least in the business a few years um, and we're talking about people that these are luxury price points. So super luxury. Yeah. So and it sounds like they were stealing the stuff to pay like their credit card bills. Yeah. And we've always <laughs> kind of been a, a big believer in you get into a certain certain luxury price point as the listing agent. You should be at that showing. OK. You know, luxury is going to be different in every single market. Typically, there are more things to talk about or explain mm -hmm. or showcase mm -hmm. in a luxury property. Right. If you're selling a three bed, two and a half bath house in your typical mm -hmm. neighborhood, mm -hmm. there's not going to be as much to showcase. Those buyers are likely coming off a tour mm -hmm. of four, five, six homes. Right. But in the luxury price point, mm -hmm. there is a lot more to discuss because there's, oh, this was imported from Italy. This is a special mm. uh, hardwood, right? I love and all these that when the fireplaces features. have the yeah, imported stone. So there's going to be <laughs> more things to discuss. Right. And there's also going to be, let's just face it, more personable, more personal valuables mm -hmm. in the home. Right. Artwork, mm -hmm. jewelry. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that the lower price point doesn't have things in their home that can get stolen, but it's more likely in the luxury price point to happen. So listing agents in the luxury price point yeah. should always be there. It's just super unfortunate because I feel like like real estate agents always just, we're always just looked poorly on. I'm like. Beverly Hills real estate agent. I mean, I these mean, guys are stealing. They should be looked stealing. poorly on. This no, is a CNN I'm not, article. Which I'm we'll, not, and we'll I'm no, I don't up. mean them. I just mean it's just in general. It's oh, it's just a reflection. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Which is why if you're a good agent out there, keep pushing out the crap. All right. Keep pushing out those crappy agents by doing great branding, great marketing, taking care of your clients. Uh, and these guys won't get the opportunities to be in these homes. Hmm, okay. All right? Is that your nugget? That's my nugget right there. All right. Was that your memorable moment? No, this is the marketer of the week, though. Yes. The marketeer of the, the marketeer. week. All right. And this is a Realtor Mag article. It's actually an article, not so much an actual example. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a Realtor Mag article. Agents find homes for people, comma, 
puppies. <laughs> Nicole, you want to elaborate? How do you feel about how do you feel about this one? Uh, I want you to elaborate and then I'll give my thoughts. Uh oh. So agents are actually now um, bringing puppies that are dogs. It shouldn't just say puppies. Any, They're going to shelters, taking dogs that need homes and bringing them on showings. I don't know that they're trying to necessarily, I think in some instances they are trying to sell the dog or, well, I wouldn't say sell the dog. What, what would be the word? They're trying to get, get the, the dog. Well, the, they're trying to get the buyers to be sold on the dog. So I, it sounds like one agent actually, I think, has found 19 homes for dogs in this manner. Um, she's actually also using these dogs to. Um, so Domingo Perez, who's with Warburg Realty and Catherine Landau, also a Warburg agent. They teamed up to partner with Animal Haven, a nonprofit org that finds homes for abandoned cats and dogs throughout mm -hmm. the New York City area. It's a great shtick. I mean, look at great content. I mean, you're now in a in a realtor magazine article. I think it's wonderful. I think that it's great that they have that much passion. So they're bringing the dogs on showings. Um, they're also, though, able to obviously meet tons of people, too, while they're out walking these dogs as well, like at a park or what have you. Um, but what a great conversation starter. You're out meeting people. Yeah, I mean, these two here, they recently hosted an adoption event with rescue animals during a real estate preview on a terrace of a building. So instead of just doing an open house, they said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do this dog rescue shticks. event. We always talk about shticks. There yeah, always absolutely. has to be a shtick. This is a great shtick if you're a dog lover. Um, it's a great way to get the dogs out. If anything, at least you're just getting these dogs out of the shelters for the day or the afternoon, taking them for a walk, showing them some love, and obviously also showing your character as an agent. This is actually an interesting follow-up to the last one because it's sort of showing Obviously, two yeah, very I, different characters. Old, I think you, as an agent, want to start to work with people that are like you. Right. So if you're a dog lover. Mm -hmm. Are you a dog lover? Uh, if you're a dog lover, mm -hmm. then you want to work with other <laughs> dog lovers, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, putting events around this dog theme. I don't know about some of them are picking up dogs and bringing them on showings. I guess you really got to understand that, hey, I'm going to be working with a dog lover today yeah. on my well, showing. Well, she did specify that she is asking everybody's permission. permission. She is asking permission of, the, obviously, the, the the seller as well as the buyer that there will be a dog Yeah, them. to me, I think you'd want to have this event first, find out who in my database mm -hmm. is a dog lover, mm -hmm. lean into them more yeah. on these little dog tricks that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, reading and, the uh, article, it seems like they're much more successful in um, – sort of getting new business from the dogs than actually yeah. getting the dog a home from their buyers. But and you want to carve out niches in your community. It's great. We've talked about Sandra Pike up in Nova Scotia in Canada. She has branded herself as deals in heels. And I think we've talked about her on the show, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe she, she maybe she could be the marketer next week. Every week she could be. Yeah. Every mm -hmm. single deal that she closes she posts on instagram the new heels that she bought so people see around hey deals and heels deals and heels she's brain herself you want to brain yourself the dog person then you would you would lean into some of this type of Absolutely. uh events i think and it's that great kind of stuff. i think it's i mean whether you're a dog lover or not and they're they doing a nice thing by they yes. one of them placed 15 dogs we'll link this 15, article yeah up i thought it was 19 into yeah. permanent homes mm -hmm. um so it's working it is working and it's it's almost like a uh you know you see some people that work with you know veterans or they have a military right, base yes. in their community they say hey a percentage of my commissions go towards yeah. this it's the same kind of thing where somebody is taking their time 
to place these dogs, yeah. which is charitable. And I and do fairness. feel like, though, to having a dog there also sort of calms the situation. Because obviously when you're buying a house, it's super stressful. Or if there's children. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times as a real estate agent, I've like had to color with like dog other people people's you know kids just so that the parents could at least walk through so it's a good i mean it's i feel like there's lots of positives dog people are wildly passionate so like there have been agents that market themselves as the golf expert the you know equestrian expert farmland you know whatever it may be i haven't really seen anybody take it to this level and just go all in and be like i am the doggy dog realtor doggy dog the snoop dog Dog. of realtors i am your guy or gal <laughs> i think it's pretty everybody should have a niche everybody should be building a brand yeah. if you love it do it do it yeah yep that's a good one that is a good one apologize about that second racket that usher the burglary right i think that was the weakest racket we've ever done ever yeah but you, you got think? you but you were able to deliver your nugget at the end so i did get my nugget off there you, we go. you you, you it, i feel like it was successful all right uh keep it real guys appreciate you guys if you are a fan of this show i'd really love for you guys to subscribe up to the channel up yep wait wait there was a subscribe there was down a, there was a there was smash a, the thumbs smash. up that was what it was smash those in the smash room and smush, uh, the smush room the the <laughs> smush room <laughs> smash the thumbs up in the smush room <laughs> all right guys thank you very much keep it real bye guys